0: Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News. Today, I see uh, as I scoot around the world uh, that uh, Jermel Charlo is going to go to toe Simon Simon Mungia. That's uh, set for June, according to uh, Premier Champions. I see that uh, Canelo is open to fighting either Bidabria or Smith, depending who wins, uh, in December. Uh, and, of course, Jermel Charlo is calling out Canelo. Come see me. I want the smoke. (laughs) Good stuff. Anyway, getting back to my normal uh, routine here. It's good to see we have some results from the past weekend, uh, including some that I was promoting uh, because of the the new young up-and-comers. And And I see that the event that took place at Wind Creek Event Center in Bethlehem, USA on the 11th of March, where Keenan Wheeler needed just 82 seconds to stop Ryan Adams in a scheduled 8 rounder. In a super middleweight fight in front of a large crowd, um, and then into that bout, seconds into that bout, Wheeler dropped Adams with a power jab. Adams never regained his balance as he wobbled, uh, but it was by two more punches, and the fight was stopped at 1 minute and 22 seconds of that first round. Wow. Uh, Elsewhere on that fight, by the way, we saw that uh, Kenny Robles pounded an eight-round unanimous decision over Niamh Nelson in a junior welterweight bout. And uh, Jonathan Rodriguez won a six round unanimous decision over Jose uh, Flores Chavez in a bantamweight fight. Um, James Bernardin stopped Kevin Asmat in the sixth and final round of their lightweight fight. And Julian Gonzalez remained perfect as he stopped Carlos Padilla at the end of round two of their sixth round lightweight contest. And in the women's side of things, I see that Leanna Cruz remained undefeated with a four-round unanimous decision over Anyela Lopez in the bantamweight division, and Kudara Albright remained perfect with a third-round stoppage of Antonio Wattle in a scheduled six-rounder. So good stuff uh, out of Bethlehem. Moving uh, across the practically across the road. We see that Christian Tapa defeated Luis LeBron at the Live Event Center at the Live Casino Hotel in Philadelphia. Christian Tapia outlasted Luis LeBron in a 10 rounder. Uh, unanimous decision. He captured therefore the WBC Continental super featherweight title in about the exceed of the pre-fight hype that took place in front of the capacity crowd down in Philadelphia. Uh, the fight by the way topped a terrific car that was promoted by hard hitting promotions. Good for them. Uh, Early on, it looked like it was going to be LeBron's night as he hurt Tapia badly. He landed a flush left hook to the right side of the head. Uh, Tapia was rocked and held on for the balance of the frame, but regained his composure and was able to start landing some nice overhand rights. Tapia started to get into a rhythm and was able to land left hooks to the body that started to slow LeBron down. LeBron, however, would not go quietly into the night as he was able to force Tapia with some furious exchanges, which thrilled the sold-out crowd. Many of the rounds were close, and it was accuracy and harder punch of Tapia that opened a cut-up to the left eye of LeBron, which proved to be the difference of the fight. Uh, as the uh, Cuomo Puerto Rico native, won by scores of 99-91, 98-92, and 97-93, winning the WBC Continental Super Featherweight title and raises his record, by the way, to 14-0. Uh, LeBron, also Puerto Rico, is 18-3 move along now and see uh, what happened down in the Scottish Rite Theatre in San Antonio, Texas on the 12th of March. Ricky Medina in the toe-to-toe against Armando Frasto. And the undefeated featherweight prospect Ricky El Castigo Medina who's now 13-0 with seven knockouts. Took one step closer to contender status as he started off 2022 with a bang stopping Armando Frasto who's 9-3-1 and and now five knockouts. Ten seconds into round number eight of the scheduled eight rounder. The fight promoted by TMV promotions took place, as I said, in San Antonio at the Scottish Rite Theatre. This is exactly how I wanted to start my year with a knockout against a well regarded opponent. As I said Medina. Now I just I now I just have to continue from here. Getting the stoppage in the final round was a big thing for me since it showed that I have a killer instinct and can carry my power throughout a fight. This year, I'm planning on taking the biggest fights in my career, emerging on the new phases of boxing, especially here in, in Texas. And good for him and good for boxing down in Texas. Moving a little further south, down at the uh, arena at Roberto Duran in Panama City, we see that Miguel Madinho versus uh, Jazrell Corral's results are in. This past Saturday, lightweight contender Miguel El Exclusivo Madinho, who's 27 1 with 25 knockouts suffered his first loss as a professional, losing a unanimous decision to former world champion Jazrel Corrales, who's now 26-4 and four with 10 knockouts, in a WBA lightweight title elimination bout. In what was considered an ugly bout, both fighters were deducted a point in round three for dirty fighting. Pretty rare. Corrales was deducted two additional points, one in round one and one uh, in round eight. Nd- Ndino did his best to apply pressure and cut off the ring, Against the slick style that Corrales was displaying, but was flustered with the movement. Scorecards read 117-108, 115-109, and 116-108, all in favor of Corrales. After the loss, Medunho felt that he had a lot of things to work on and vows to be back stronger than ever. It wasn't my night, and I'm not going to back and I'm and I'm going to go back to the gym and work on all the things I know I can improve on, said Medunho. Who's promoted by Thompson Boxing by the way. Corrales was fighting dirty, so I had to retaliate with some dirty taxes of my own. I wasn't, it wasn't my best performance by far, but I'll be back with an improved version of myself. This is just a minor setback. All right, fair enough. We look forward to his next fight then. And across, uh, across to the other coast, uh, we go to Quiet Cannon Country Club. and That's in Montebello, California. What a long and strange trip it's been for Turkish sh- super middleweight prospect Cam Killick, part of a growing three-point management stable resettling in, ger- in California from Germany despite the pandemic to headline this, Thursday's, this, this, Thursday's, this Thursday night's Hollywood Fight Nights presented by 360 Promotions at the Quiet Cannon um, Country Club in Monte- Montebello, uh, California, which, by the way, is taking place Thursday night would happen to be St. Patrick's Day. So let's see who he's facing. The 27-year-old Killick faces Andrew, Hurricane Hernandez. Doesn't sound Irish to me. 28, sorry, 21, 8, and 2 with 9 knockouts in an 8-round main event, which will be streamed live and exclusively on UFC Fight Pass. A member of the Turkish national boxing team, Killick moved 8 years ago from Germany to Sherman Oaks, California, where he still resides. A native of Germany whose family comes from Turkey Kielik showed tremendous courage simply by relocating halfway around the world with a mere 200 bucks in his pocket, as well as the inability to speak English other than a few words. Wow. Anyway, let's have a few remarks from Keelich. I still spend a lot of time at home, Kielik remarked, during the pandemic. I lived with my family in Germany, and I have a lot of family in Turkey. It was very rough growing up. I always had uh, dreamed of living in the United States and watching movies. I want to do something different. I'm a big fan of Hollywood movies. Muhammad Ali is my idol, and that's another reason I wanted to come here to Box. I didn't speak English when I first came to America, only basics, and nobody I met here spoke German or tur- Turkish. But I learned English watching old movies and u- using Google Translator. Wow, this is a, an episode of firsts. I learned quickly, though, and was comfortable speaking English in six months. And now I live only 10 minutes from Hollywood. <laughs> Fair enough. He rock Bob Matt for suffering his first loss, January 11, 2020, to a 15-0 Steve Nelson in Atlantic City, in which his corner threw in the towel, towel midway through the 8th due to several facial cuts. The fight was for the vacant North American boxing organization, that's the NABO title, and Kem took time off in the U.S. during the pandemic. Everything was closed, he explained. I put on weight and became even more depressed. I let myself go after my first loss. My wife said I need to get back in shape, so I watched a training video on YouTube. And at first, I couldn't get through the warm-up. But I slowly got in shape, and that fueled my interest again in boxing. I didn't have a promoter. I separated from my manager and trainer. I was trained by a friend who went up to Abel Sanchez's place in Big Bear. And I got some good work. I sparred a lot of champions like Jermel Charlo, Gilberto Zurdo Ramirez, Callum Smith, and David Benavides. Wow, can't get any better than that. A self-described aggressive fighter with warrior mentality, Kielik says the late Arturo Gatti was one of his favorite fighters who he emulates in terms of style. Cam has watched the Gatti-Mickey Ward trilogy about 20 times, which led him into boxing as a career. All good for him and we look for those results. Uh, Taking place a few days later at the New England Sports Centre in Derry, New Hampshire. Undefeated lightweight prospect Nicholas St. Nick Molina will headline for the first time this Saturday night on the Slugfest, professional boxing card provided by Granite Chin Promotions at New England Sports Centre in Derry, New Hampshire. The 22-year-old Melina, with 7-0 and with two knockouts, fights out of Lowell, Massachusetts, will face outlaw Ryan Venable, 2-10 with six knockouts. How could that be? It must be 10-2. Uh, six knockouts in the sixth round main event. Wilbur, Massachusetts middleweight Julian Black Dragon Baptiste, who's 3-1 and one, with two knockouts, Faces Brian Urday, who's 1-0, fighting out of Whitman, Massachusetts, and a six-rounder that could steal the Slugfest show, say the promoters. The undercard finds the former New England heavyweight champ, Justin Crazy Train-Wolf, who's 6-3-1 with four knockouts. uh, Fighting out of uh, Fairfield, uh, Maryland, Fabian El Lobo-Valdez. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, Justin Crazy Train is now out of Fairfield, and he's going up against Fabian El Lobo-Valdez. 3-6, who fights out in Mexico. Rhode Island interstate rivals John Ferreira, 0-2 of Tiverton, takes on Providence's pro debuting Michael Vongzaba Jr. in an intriguing six-round matchup. Also fighting on the slugfest undercard, each in a four-round confrontation is Pittsfield's rising super middleweight prospect Steve Sumter, who's 4-0. He's going up against Kindale Prather, who's 3-11 with one knockout. Undefeated New Bedford, Massachusetts, lightweight heavyweight prospect, Edat It's 5-0, 4-0 knockouts. He's going up against Somerville, Massachusetts, pro-debuting Igor Presio. And Mythians Massachusetts, pro-debuting heavyweight, Victor the Siberian Express, Lobov. is going toe-to-do against Andrew Nolan, who's 0-3, it says. Tickets are still available. And the doors open at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time with the first bout at 7 p.m. As I say, all that's taking place in Derry, New Hampshire, USA. Uh, one of our favorites here on Talk and Fight, David Avenisian, is going up against Oscari Metz in Wembley. Here's a bit of a preview. It is fight week for the bumper Queensbury card at the OVO Arena Wembley on Saturday with the European welterweight champion, David Avenesian who's 28-3-1 with 16 knockouts, returning to the ring with a defense of his title on a night of multiple championship clashes at the historic London venue. Wembley we're talking about here. Avanacian takes on the unbeaten Oscar Metz, who's 15-0 with five knockouts in what will be a fifth defense of his EBU belt. An array of the country's finest young prospects featured on the card include... Hamza Shariz, is 14-0, the WBO European super welterweight champion. And he'll take on Jez Smith, who's 13-4-1 with six knockouts, for the WBC international silver middleweight title in a fight that is sure to bring fireworks and a tough welcome to a new division. Thrilling bantamweight star Dennis McCann is entering into the title business for the first time. Dennis The Menace, who we've also featured on Talking Fights Knuckle Up, is 11-0 with six knockouts, will fight for the WBO Youth World title over eight rounds against Charles Tondo, who's 12-4-2 and 4 and 2, with five knockouts of his own. Uh, he's a southpaw fighting out of Tanzania. The two leading young lightweights in Britain are also in action at Wembley with Mark Chamberlain, who's 9-0 and 0 with six knockouts, taking on Jeff Forey, who's 10-3-1 with three knockouts, and a 10-rounder for the first time. And Sam Noakes is back in action. He's undefeated, 8-0. making his his defense, his first defense, of a WBC international silver title against Vincenzo Pignolo, who's 15-4-2 with one knockout. And completing the card, gifted, super lightweight prospect Henry Turner, 6-0, will have his fourth six-rounder versus Ivan Najakic, Sorry, boys. 13-22, 13 and 22, an explosive super feather Masood Abdullah, who's 3-0 with three knockouts, goes in with Sandeep Bhati, who's six and two with that. Uh, no, 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 over six rounds and super lightweight Sunny Liston Ali, who's two and zero, fights Lee Glover, who's 11 and eight with three knockouts, also in a six rounder. In four round action, Khalid Ali, who's one and zero, will look to double his win tally against. José Bandana, who's 10 and 22 and 4 with six knockouts, and finally Frank Warren gets to unleash his latest young star onto the professional ranks with two-time European champion gold medalist Royston Barney Smith, who turned 18 in January, will make his pro debut against Adam Martinez, who's 0 and 2. A shoulder injury sustained in training last week has unfortunately ruled we'll featherweight favorite Louis Lynn out of this Saturday's show. Lynn, who's 10-0, was due to defend his WBC international silver title against James Beach, who's 14-2. is further misfortune for the 26-year-old Lynn, who's been out of the ring since September after suffering a nasty gash to his forehead forehead against Amin overcame who he overcame on points after the fight was stopped following the ninth round. Good stuff coming to us via London. Elsewhere, let's have a quick look and see what else we've got. Ah, Matchroom Boxing will return to the Palau Olympic Val de Bron in Barcelona in Spain. That's April Fool's Day, April 1st. For a huge night of action topped by Sandor Martin taking on Jose Felix for the WBA International Super Lightweight Title. I'll be shown live on zone. I think this is the first time I've ever reported on a fight taking place in Barcelona. So good for Matrim if they are, in fact, uh, expanding their borders. Following his sensational victory over Mickey Garcia in October last year, Barcelona's Martin, who's 39-2 with 13 knockouts, is set for a homecoming event against an all-action hard-hidden Felix, who's 39-5-1 with 30 knockouts in what is arguably one of the biggest wins in his boxing history when he – Sandor Martin will be looking to maintain momentum towards a world title shot against the dangerous Mexican. Unbeaten Olympian Samuel Carmona builds on his impressive and destructive performance in December with his toughest assignment to date. And he took on since season super flyweight Padilla Maggi, 28, 14, and 4, 14 knockouts. And after taking on Galal Yafai four times as an amateur, Carmona looks to keep winning and target an eventual meeting in the pro ranks. With the Olympic gold medal winner Yafai, Barcelona's exciting super lightweight Spanish champion Alejandro Moya, who's 15 and 0 with 10 knockouts, takes a step up against Liverpool's Tom Farrell, who's 20 and 5 with five knockouts, and Richard Bolotniks, who's 18-6 and 1 with eight knockouts, back in action against Croatian Hevji Sepp, who's 11 and 0 with eight knockouts of his own. Following the return of one Spanish Golden Boy, Matchroom head the hometown of another. On Friday, May 20th, as Kerman Lajaraga, 34 2, 26 knockouts, takes on another British rival, James Malk- Metcalf, who's 21 2, at the Bilboa Arena in Bilboa. So we'll, we'll bring more news on that fight uh, later on, but there's a full story uh, in uh, boxing247.com website. And if have a quick look around the corner, is there, Yes, there's two more stories. Wow, look at this. More stories coming in here. At the Lincoln Ballroom at the Ford Community Performing Arts Center in Dearborn, as Dearborn, Michigan, USA, on April second, the day after April Fools, uh, training continues in preparation for undefeated, longtime and lightweight prospect and hometown favorite Eric DeLeon's triumphant return. As the Mexico-born, detroit race fighter, once known as the next Oscar De La Hoya, is in the gym working hard to get ready for his main event appearance at Salida Promotions' next Detroit brawl. Uh, it's again taking place on Saturday, April 2nd, at the Lincoln Ballroom of the Ford Community and Performing Arts Center in Dearborn. The crowd pleasing power puncher De Leon, who's 19 0 1 with 11 knockouts, will now face Argentinian South Park Mario Lozano, who's 18 5 1 with nine knockouts in his eight round return uh, from nearly three years' absence uh, from the ring due to sports injuries and the first fight at home since his pro debut. Good stuff. Uh, by the way, on began boxing at the age of eight in the city's world-famous cronk gym, where he developed a strong bond with legendary trainer, the late Emmanuel Stewart. Good for him. So this is going to be a really good fight and we're looking forward to it. All right. For the last, uh, yes, last. Um, oh, yes, I know I was going to say the last uh, piece here in this episode. Uh, good to see that women's boxing is taking yet another step upwards. Um, a former amateur with the Fitzroy Lodge Boxing Club, Noel Callan, is now m- more recognized as one of boxing's premier trainer. Possibly most well known for his work with two time double world super welterweight champion Hannah Rankin, the amiable Londoner has also recently been appointed as head of women's boxing at Dennis Hobson and Steve Crump's Fight Academy stable. Congratulations uh, to Noel. And and congratulations, quite frankly, to the boys at Fight Academy and, of course, all the women who now they'll be looking to add to their roster and increase their stable in terms of uh, female strength. Thank you for joining me once again on Talk and Fight. That's all the news we have. Uh, Join me later on this afternoon, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. I uh, go on the air with Mike Orr at 4 for another episode of Knuckle Up. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and hit that notification bell, please. We'll see it for